Welcome. Glad to have you with us. It is Froster Buns Friday. Keith sent me a message. He did it very early. He said, my buns are frosted. The city of Columbia is dumber than stupid. A, coin, a phrase coined on the uh, Gary on Gun show that airs uh, from 8 to 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Uh, first, we learn about the Crime Prevention Bureau that the mayor wants to create. I thought that was the police department, but silly me. Uh, now I hear the city has a mobile shower trailer. If the city insists on enabling homeless people, they should say, you can have the free shower if you collect a bag of trash first. Exchange a service for a service. I don't disagree. To the phones on Frost Your Buns Friday, it's another Gary. Good morning, Gary. Hey, good morning, Gary. Hey, I think uh, the auto uh, companies ought to look at all the people coming across our southern border who would be willing to work for maybe $5 an hour. Well, they can do that, and, and this is the beauty of the free market. Let's suppose they did that. What do you suppose would happen? These people aren't trained. They don't uh, perhaps uh, read uh, English. Uh, productivity well, I mean, they'd would, have to, they productivity. would have to do their business model a little differently, or you know, at least initially. But just the fact that they can hire them might make the unions look at what they're getting and say, hey, you know what? We, weren't, we didn't have it so bad after all. Well, what would happen is productivity would plummet because they're not as well, easily trained because they don't speak the language. Uh, so there would be some compromise. Uh, some there people, would be. There isn't but, any compromise now, and they're going to shut down a plant in Kentucky. You know, it's amazing that these very same people will go shop for the best price they can find. Yep. If, if they want to buy a loaf of bread... Uh, or they want to buy a car themselves, or they want to buy a house, they will negotiate and try and get the lowest price they can. But they don't want you to be able to do that with labor. That's right. Yeah. I agree with you. I, I just, I, uh, I, well, I'm, oh, I'm not going to get into it. Anyways, <laughs> have a good one, Gary. All right, Gary, you too. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Is that three Garys in a row, two Garys in a row? I don't know. Yes, I've lost uh -huh. track. Popular name. Probably all, uh, we're probably all born around the same time. Uh, <laughs> our mothers were fond of Gary Cooper or something. Uh, Dan, good morning. Yeah, I'm sorry to break the streak of Gary's. Um, <laughs> the other day I wanted to call you, but I forgot my phone. Those neo-Nazis in the restaurant. Yeah. You don't say anything to people like those because they're crazy. Let me, Dan, Dan, hang on one second so I can refresh. Uh, people yes. who might not have been listening at that moment. There was a restaurant, a Mexican restaurant down in Texas, and a bunch of neo-Nazis were in there eating. They had a swastika armband on, and they were wearing uniforms that mimicked what the, uh, what the Nazis wore in World War II in Germany. And uh, there was uh, an exchange. Some people were pretty upset about it. And uh, we were asking, would you leave? Would you say anything? And Dan is saying, you don't say anything to these people because they're crazy. Yeah, they, they, they need a checkup from the neck up. <laughs> and uh, the other thing I'd like to mention, I remember an old story about winking, blinking, and nod. Well, we've got a blinking. I don't know who we've got winking, but we've got nod. And you know who that is. Oh, yeah. In fact, Biden. 
Yeah, we. You want to hear Nod? Here, listen. This this is Nod going. Uh, it just it, Brian thinks it's Reagan esque. In fact, he almost thought it was Ronald Reagan. I, I did. Yeah. I, I just look. I mean, I'll never forget. Well, I won't go into that. Anyway, I, I, I just think that uh, if we stay true to our values. All right, there's Nod. Guy's yeah. good. So all we need is a Winkin, <laughs> and we got the trio. Gary, have a good day. You too, Dan. Thank you. Glad that, to have you on the Gary Nolan Chills. Oh, man, I I was thinking Ronald Reagan. You yeah. know, it, it, uh, if I were to compare that to anything Ronald Reagan ever said, it would be when Reagan was standing in Germany and said to uh, the Soviet Union, Mr. Gorbachev, Tear down this wall. wall. Yeah, I mean that is so close. Just in like it, yeah. It, 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 I was you know last night when I found that clip, I was like, man, that is a great Reagan. Oh wait, that's not Reagan. I yeah, no. It's no, easy to confuse the two. Well, they they sound so much alike. They, they do. They share so many values. Wow. Yeah, I I, I think that was uh, every bit <laughs> as impressive as tear down this wall. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. All right, uh, 874-9390, toll-free number 800-529-5572. That gets you into the studios, and you can chat with yours truly. Uh, you can also go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message. It comes in uh, without uh, any cookies. None of, none of that happens. You just send a message, bing, pops up right here. John Fetterman um, was on uh, with Colbert, and I'm not entirely sure, Brian, that he knew what he did. I mean, do you think he knew what he was doing? Do you think it's possible that he could possibly not? <laughs> no, he had no clue what he just said. Uh, do you want me to play it on my I, I have the clip here. All right, this is Fetterman. On with Colbert, and I think they were laughing at him. I, I I think everybody in the audience went, "Oh my God, he's he's talking about him. He's a comedian now." Yeah, listen to the audio. You all should need to know that America is not sending their best and brightest, you know, to Washington D.C. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Sometimes, sometimes you literally just can't believe, like, you know, these people are making the decisions that are, you know, determining the, the government here. It's, it's, it's actually scary. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> and your prima facie evidence. Oh, Lord. Did we already have this caller on? No, this is another Gary. This is another Gary. How many of them are? We've had uh, 16 Garys today. Uh, all right. Well, let's bring in Gary number three. Gary, Hello? good morning. Good morning to you. Plenty of Gary's. And uh, the debt, the debt is what you're so right about. And both parties are lying. Because uh, anytime you have a spending bill, and Nikki Haley was the only one that said on two debates, Trump had $8.6 of debt. That doesn't even include the Federal Reserve monetary debt. It raises taxes. Every debt and every spending thing pumps money into the system, and then everybody indirectly is paying for it through inflation. Yep. And and people don't understand that. And Trump had the two 
COVID bills. He had an infrastructure bill. And we also had the Federal Reserve uh, pumping $5 trillion into the economy. All of that, we the daily bank inflows and outflows, we have just finally used up the last of that goose money into the economy. And bigger picture-wise, I believe that's why Russia invaded Ukraine. I think... All these nations that have been socialist and communist and their systems failed, they're trying to get other countries just to seize their assets because their government, they spend worse than we do, and they have to acquire assets to keep keep their system afloat. I await the day when a George Soros-like character from another country shorts the dollar and makes themselves very, very wealthy. Because it eventually will happen. All right, Gary, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Frost your buns Friday. Roger, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. What's on your mind? Yeah, I'm doing, be- I'm doing better than I deserve. Hey, uh, I got to frost your buns first. The city of Springfield's uh, city council announced today that they're having public hearings on a $1 billion 10-year parks Department development where Lake Springfield is that used to cool down the um, old power plant that they blew up and uh, tore down. Yeah, but we don't have enough money to hire policemen. We're 65 short, and we have shootings every day in Springfield now. So, you know, by heaven forbid that they get a billion dollar tax initiative to protect the citizens, but. You know, that's just my Froster Buns part. You know what I think? Um, I think Springfield is uh, jealous of Columbia's park system. I think they're having a race to see who can come up with the most parks for the least amount of people and the most amount of money. Here in Columbia, we have well over 100, and I know Springfield doesn't have that many. When you you have a mayor that used to be president of the local university, then this is what you get. Uh, The other thing is... I'm old, so I don't remember. It's been more than 40 years, I'm sure. But there was a Proposition 13 in California that uh, rolled back property values, and the only time that the taxes were reevaluated was when the property was sold. And I understand there's a, a state representative that is introducing something of that accord for the state of Missouri. So, in other words, if you establish a value of a hundred thousand, and then when you you pay taxes on that hundred thousand until uh, it gets sold, they'll say it gets sold for three hundred thousand. Now the new basis for taxes is three hundred thousand, and it's I better. think that works. It's now my mom than- died a hundred and five. And she was able to stay in her home until she was 100 because they couldn't tax her out of it. Yeah. um, The whole concept of taxing anything you've already purchased is, to me, uh, antithetic uh, to what what this country stands for. I don't care if it's your car or your house. Yeah. You might pull up Proposition 13 and review it. I'm sure it needs to be tweaked because it's so old. But they they made claim that the school system was going to go broke. 
And the only way it went broke, and my son is a teacher in San Diego, is uh, they quit teaching. So that's that's how they broke it because they just quit teaching. But well, they had plenty of money to quit teaching. <laughs> they're not doing a whole. They're not doing a terrific job teaching now with all the money they've got. All right, Roger. Thank you for the call, sir. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. All right, quick break. We'll kind of touch on this a little bit, and we'll be uh, we'll be back. And, uh, because it's just so, so wrong that you could lose your house because the marketplace changed. How stupid are we? Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. Are you oh, sure she wasn't just punishing you? No, no. It was one of those meals that we had, you know, once a month or something. It's like, oh, boy, do we have to have this? I don't really like it, but we ate it because we had to. Brian broke the car, so I'm going to serve <laughs> liver and onions. You won't even know it, but he's getting punished. But there are people out there, believe it or not, that love liver and onions. Jeez. Yeah. No, thank you. You're not a giblets uh, no, gravy no, guy either, are you? No. <laughs> no, my mother used to try that one. Then I found that, you know, the, the, they used to have those little coffee strainers. You'd hold right. it over the yeah. coffee. I found that, and I began using it. I would pour the gravy, and it would catch the giblets. <laughs> we are going to get around to Thanksgiving uh, things that people serve at Thanksgiving that you'd rather they didn't. <laughs> that would be one of them. Giblet yes. gravy. Uh, giblets, might, you might, it's like liver. Uh, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. You don't not do that to people. Cranberry sauce guy either. I'm not either. I'm not fond of it. But I, I, don't, I don't hate it like I hate liver and onions or giblets. How about beets? I'm not a fond, I'm not fond of them either. Me neither. But again, I can eat them. I mean, I cannot swallow <laughs> liver and onions or giblets. Uh, it just, it makes me want to hork. How can anybody like that? Wow. I don't know. That's terrible. Okay. Um, the the uh, law of unintended consequences. I, I just love this. Big government... People, these people who write these laws that, that are designed to protect you from your own behavior almost always, in fact, I can't think of a, a, an exception, end up being more problematic than, than good. And in New York, they passed what was called Rain's Law. Uh, they were trying to get people to quit drinking. This is uh, pre-prohibition. Uh, and Rain's Law, Reason Magazine has a piece about that. I think it's just great. Uh, it was understood to be corrupt as it relied on discretionary licenses. The previous system, if you wanted to, you know, sell liquor, it was it was just it was corrupt. So, in addition to taxing saloons, Rain's Law imposed these rules about when, where, and to whom you could serve alcohol. They raised the drinking age to 18. They restricted sales in the vicinity of public institutions like asylums. Uh, they prohibited alcohol sales on Sundays or on any day between 1 and 5 a.m. Yeah, I mean, we're dealing with the, these kinds of laws all around the country, even today. But Rain's Law got passed in New York, and... Uh, there was an exception to the ban on Sunday sales. Hotels could sell liquor to their guests if they were, you know, serving them a meal. And to be classified as a hotel, 
you had to have a uh, uh, at least ten rentable rooms and and a few other amenities, and then the Rain's Law would apply. You'd be able to sell liquor on Sunday. Here's the uh, here's the uh, the kickback on this. Saloon operators converted their back spaces into hotel rooms so they could legally sell booze on Sunday. By 1-1902 account, there were just 13 hotels in Brooklyn before the law passed. A few years later, there were more than 1,000 in that borough alone. Some estimates put the total number of such establishments at between four and 5,000 statewide. Saloon operators incurred some costs in setting up the rooms that would qualify their business as hotels. And to offset that expense, many became brothels and gambling dens as well as bars. Rather than a more orderly system of liquor control, the result of the Reigns Law was a boom in housing or in houses that trafficked in vice, much to the consternation of the citizenry. In 1898, the New York Times published a letter to the editor complaining that every man about town knows that the operation of the Reigns Law has done more to throw the cities and large towns wide open as the expansion goes, uh, as respects gambling uh, and vice and other influences combined. Two years later, another Times letter writer declared the so-called Reigns Law probably the worst measure which has ever been enacted in the state. Decrying that they were uh, that, that uh, the way it was uh, made the liquor interest directly dependent upon political bosses, uh, they grouse the law has plastered the state from one end to the other with all kinds of bedhouses with the vilest of descriptions. So much for cracking down on alcohol sales, thanks to the hotel loophole, the Reigns Law had been deformed by the law of unintended consequences. There are other unplanned results as well. The requirement that booze be sold with food, for example, gave rise to a new kind of sandwich that wasn't even intended to be eaten. So you have to have a hotel, you have to have 10 rooms, and you can serve liquor with food on Sundays. So here's how that worked at the Reigns Law. They had brick sandwiches. Two pieces of bread with a brick in between. Uh, They were set out on the counter in derision of the state law, which forbids the serving of drinks without meals. So, and and this happens every time. They, They do one of these laws to protect you from yourself. It makes things worse. They were serving brick sandwiches. I love it. All right, quick break. Gary Nolan Show, Frost Your Buns Friday, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. Oh, the laws of unintended consequences. We're talking about the Reigns Law where they they said, because we don't want people drinking uh, in New York State uh, at the turn of the last century, that you could only serve liquor if you had a, um, a hotel with 10 rooms and you were serving food, then you could serve alcohol with your guests. And so what they did is they, they built 10 rooms under the back of these bars, and prostitution and gambling went on, and all kinds of things. Uh, it's just, I mean, you'd think we would learn these lessons, but we don't. 
It's a great piece. It's at Reason Magazine. It's about the Reigns Law. Uh, it is something that we really ought to learn from. Uh, you'd think we would, but we don't. We never learn from our own uh, stupidity. Uh, 874-9390, toll-free number, 800-529-5572. Also, you can go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message there, and uh, it'll just pop up right here in studio, and we can chat about it. It's uh, Frost Your Buns Friday, so maybe you've got a, a gripe, a beef, something that, that's bothering you. Well, here's your chance you can actually blow off a little steam. Uh, let me go to the phones. Rick is on the line. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. You know, I noticed on the University of Missouri campus and probably lots of other places, they want to free Palestine. Well, you know, Palestine, uh, before the current era, was a massive area, which included Iran, Lebanon, Egypt, Iraq. So Israel has a massive job ahead of them if these people who are holding these free Palestine signs get what they want. Palestine is a territory just like America made up of several different named areas. And uh, these people are really confused. Um, I don't even know the territory for sure that the area called Palestine held before current era, which means like four, five, six thousand years ago. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of... Well, they were taken over. That land was taken over by several different groups. Uh, from the Turks and, and uh, Muslims. Uh, it, 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 the Crusaders came through and took it over. It's been batted about back and forth for thousands of years. That's because of the Israelites turning their back on the wishes of Jehovah God. And one more thing there. The Quran. What does it say about striking the neck of the infidel? I, I'm not a big fan of the Quran. I assume you've read it through and through, and you understand all the uh, uh, intricacies of it uh, based on when it was written? Well, no, I don't, but I do know that uh, there is a section in it that suggests that the infidel should be destroyed, and those who call themselves Palestinians, um, that is their intent. All right, all right, okay. All right, uh, thank you, Rick. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, I don't know where to go with that one, Brian. I, I really don't. Uh, all right, global warming, uh, it, is, uh, it is something that we have to deal with. Uh, Tony Lupo, professor of environmental, well, he probably disagrees, but man-made global warming, <coughs> excuse me, is such a problem that uh, the New Zealand government is, well, they've snapped into action, Brian. They're going to do something about it. I'm actually getting chills just thinking about what they're doing. 
Oh, it's this actually, is that's how much it's going to. I don't know what they're going to be doing yet, but that it, well, Brian, you are going to get chills just hearing about it. The temperature will start to plummet the moment I tell you. They plan to tax farmers for their livestock's burps and farts. Oh well, good. Now, see, doesn't that make you feel better? It does a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's, they've got a large agricultural uh, uh, economy down there. About 10 million cattle, 25 million sheep, and that's a lot of farting. Well, how do they know how much their cattle fart? Do they, like, have a gauge that they uh, measure that somehow? Well, they, they have concluded that just under half of New Zealand's uh, emissions come from agriculture. And cattle, they're the main culprits. I see. Their belches and farts contain methane. Far less uh, abundant in the atmosphere than carbon dioxide, but it's responsible for 30% of the global rise in temperature. That's flammable stuff, too, isn't it? Yeah, you don't want to light a cigarette anywhere so near New Zealand. Collect it instead of uh, taxing the farmers. You know, if it require the farmers to put a tank on the back of a cow and, you know, Just shove, roll a, around. Yeah. shove a uh, tube, you know, where. And then you could turn that in and, you know, power a uh, car with it. What do you think? Well, then you'd be adding the CO2 anyway because you'd be burning it. Oh, yeah, that's You'd be true. burning it. You, you, can't, you know what you could do? Here, here's the solution, Hanson. You've got to think outside the box. You collect all of the flatulence you can get your hands on. I don't mm-hmm. think that's exactly the term I wanted to use, but... Uh, and then you use it to build a solar power plant. You use the 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 CO two from the belching and the farting, mm-hmm. and and then you you've solved it. That's a great I, I idea. Just, I'm uh, I'm feeling cooler just knowing they're going to do this. Yeah, they're going to be taxed according to the the size of their farm, the the livestock numbers, and uh, the production. Uh, and use of nitrogen fertilizer. It's going to make it even cooler. Oh, this is fantastic. By 2050, it will be a deep freeze at the equator. I expect it's going to make things really better. I'm sure the money they collect will be well spent. Um, That won't affect my steak dinner at, at CC City Broiler, will it? I don't think so. All right, then I'm good with it. I'm go- Otherwise, I would roast in hell, but yeah. I, I want my Gary steak at CC's. Uh, let, me, let me do this. Uh, let me get uh, Greg on the line. Greg, good morning. Good morning. Here's another thing about the loony left on that. Okay, for one, if we have a zero carbon dioxide policy, isn't that going to starve our trees? And, and and also, I got another trees, chance that things we well, well, some wait, sacrifices wait, have wait, to be made. Not only does some sacrifices have to be made, Greg, but trees don't vote, so it's okay if they die. I do have a couple left leaning trees out in my yard here, but uh, <laughs> cut them down. Uh, and, and you know, another thing is that a buddy of mine, and I have to you know keep your friends close. You know the thing. Keep you know yes, as, right. as Biden would say. You know the thing. Yeah. Um, he thinks everybody should have a bidet so that we don't use paper. I'm like, well, I would rather have a renewable resource than not. <laughs> we can't make water. 
They just have no forethought. No, they don't. No. They're just no. absolutely convinced. And we've explained this on the program uh, before. I don't know if you were listening or not. If you weren't, we're going to charge you for it. Of course. It. No, no, no. Of course. Of course. Do you know what the uh, percentage of CO2 in the atmosphere is? I'm nominal. Uh, 0.04%. Oh, my God, we got to get it down to 0.02. If you go down to I mean, 0.02, yeah, well. then, then green things start dying. Ah, uh, see. Well, you know, if people are evil, I think that, you know, those people that think that, they just lead by example. Start. <laughs> they should just end it all. Oh, uh, yeah. Go. Yeah, that's right. Then we wouldn't have to make as much steak. All right, Greg, that's thank right. you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, at 0.02%. Green plants can't survive. They start to die, and we need them. But apparently, Brian, that 0.01% that takes us from 3 to 4 is, well, that's the sweet spot. That's when you're in trouble. And then if we get it down to 0.03, we'll have temperatures like we did during that perfect era in Earth's history when the temperatures were as they should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember what year that was? Uh, the 30s? Could or have been 1963. Now, the 30s 60s. were hot. Oh, that's right. Hotter than I, now. Yeah, no. Uh, 1960s? No, 70s, wasn't it? The 70s was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Idiots. All right, let me go to the phones, and Sharon is on the line. Good morning. Good morning. Gary, you know how Biden's been... Uh pushing all this solar energy and electric cars and solar panels for your homes, which yeah. you need the sun to activate. To show you how stupid he is, I heard on the news a couple of weeks ago where Biden's trying to figure out a way to how to harness the sun. <laughs> to like to block the sun. <laughs> because, of, because of global warming. Well, if that's true, how, what's the use of all this solar energy and you know the panels and stuff it's just there's not enough sun to activate them quit it sharon just i'm telling you quit it don't look at this stuff logically it'll just make you crazy <laughs> trying to protect you from your from because your brain will start to melt <laughs> and then you'll That's be a, all I have for today. <laughs> and then you'll be a democrat oh no we can't have that sharon take care all right. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. No, no, no. Don't, 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 don't do that. Uh, we've got a, a story about pulling the plug. When do you do it? I'll get to that a little later in the program. Uh, and we've got some Columbia-specific stories that I want to talk about. Um, and, and we'll do that in the final hour of the program. There are police chief survey responses. We'll give that a little look-see. Gary Nolan Zimmer, Radio Network. It is uh, 10.52. Glad to have you with us. It is Froster Buns Friday. You can call on any topic that's on your mind. Do you remember the uh, the alleged murder uh, of Matthew she Well, it wasn't an alleged murder. It was a murder of Matthew Shepard. The, the allegation was it was a gay murder. He was killed because he was gay. And, and they started writing laws around this and... Man, it was it was it was the hot story. He's the guy that they found uh, strung up on a fence. Um, it was, you know, it, it, apparently it was part of the defense 
for the uh, for the uh, for the defendants who who murdered him, they tried to say, well, he made a gay advance and and uh, it was gay shock, and that's why they that's why they responded uh, by killing him. It wasn't it wasn't true. Uh, there was a, a a prominent gay journalist. His name was Stephen Jimenez. And in 2013, he wrote a book called The Book of Matt, Hidden Truths About the Murder of Matthew Shepard. And that's when we find out that McKinney and Shepard were connected by the drug trade. Apparently, Shepard was a drug dealer. Didn't tell us that. Did you hear that anywhere else, Brian? Never. Uh-uh. I never heard that. I mean, My, I believe the a homophobe killed him from... <laughs> You know, for the last 15 years, uh, that's what I thought. Well, it turns out Shepard was in the drug trade. And apparently, in a big way, he was going to get $10,000 shipment of methamphetamines uh, right around the time that he was killed. But what's, uh, what's also interesting is that this guy McKinney, who killed him, he wasn't shocked by the fact that, that Shepard was gay. They were sexually involved. The murder was almost certainly fueled over money and drugs. Not it, nothing to do with being gay, but it it still gets you know repeated. Uh, Twenty five years later, that Matthew Shepard was killed because he was gay, and it wasn't. It's because he was a drug dealer. Unbelievable! How did that not get to the mainstream media? Prior to that, why, why would it not have been pointed out? 25 years. President Biden commemorated the 25th anniversary of his death by celebrating legislation passed in Shepard's name that was written based on a lie. For those of you who don't know, in 1998, uh, Shepard was savagely beaten, strung out on a fence like a scarecrow, and left to die in Wyoming. Apparently the temperatures plummeted and it killed him. And we've been telling, uh, we've been told it was all about being gay. It was not. It was about drugs. He was a drug dealer. He is just another victim of the war on drugs. Oh, well. No point in pointing that out. That just ruins the whole narrative. Takes it apart. Um, Coming up in the next segment, the MU Faculty Council has apparently approved a statement uh, whereby they side with gender-affirming care for minors. That's, you know, I would cut their funding in a New York second if it were up to me. Actually, I would do it even without that statement, because I don't think they should actually be able to control that. Also, um, because we were talking about New Zealand and and, uh, cow flatulence and burping and sheep and all that stuff and how they're going to start taxing it. You remember last week we talked about how the the Biden administration was going to um, regulate swimming pool motors the motors that take the water and pump it and clean it and put it back out because apparently they're causing global warming 
They are uh, about to implement new environmental rules for air conditioners and refrigerators. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, apparently, this could uh, increase the price of refrigerators. Yeah, but it's worth it. The planet will be saved when they do this. You see? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this, this, this is going to make us all feel much better. Their strategy to address climate-damaging hydrofluorocarbons. Um, The EPA has finalized a regulation aimed at expanding the adoption of more advanced refrigeration and cooling technologies. Uh, The house that we just sold had an air conditioning unit in it that was, um, it it was not brand new. And I wanted to replace it. And I was told that, because I thought it went bad, I was told that if I had to replace it, they would have to replace all of the lines that move the refrigerant back and forth between the compressor and the the plenum. Pardon me, madam. They keep changing, you know, from Freon to all these other different concoctions. And then they, they regulate the older concoctions like Freon, out of you know, uh, out of tech, uh, out of production. Yeah, you could use that. That's going to be great. It's better than Freon, but oh no, now you can't use that. We've got a new one, and apparently they they very often don't mix because of the oils and things like that that are in the gas. How much money do you suppose? Because when I found out what that was going to do to the replacement cost of the air conditioner, I was stunned. Used to be, if you if your compressor went bad, uh, they would come in and put in a new compressor, maybe clean the A coil, and you know do a little touching up, and you were good to go. Now, if your compressor is old enough, they can't do that. They can't even use the same refrigerant lines. They have to replace all the lines. Well, that's that could be quite a run from outside the house to inside to the air conditioner. It's pretty expensive. And they want to do it again. Gotta love those global warming idiots. Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.